You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Doing the podcast we waited 11 years to do here on today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean. I cover the team for SB Nation as well as Dime Magazine, and you can follow me on Twitter at BrendanClean14. It is not a Monday, but I am joined by Brandon. You know him as Zone on Twitter. He is at AZ Sports Zone. I didn't want to do this podcast alone. I couldn't do this podcast alone, so I had to bring the man in who called this series, Suns and Six, on this very show uh, heading into Game 1. So uh, you're taking your victory lap, Brandon, and you, uh, you, you, we have to experience this one together. So I'm glad you're here. Yes, sir. Suns and six. Uh, never a doubt. A couple of plot twists along the way. But, uh, man, I mean, this entire series just feels like a dream. And this is what Suns fans have been waiting for for so long. And um, I'm just so happy for Devin Booker, especially like, um, you know, the city of Phoenix deserves it, too. And it just all feels surreal. Um, so yeah, it's just a great time to be a Suns fan. This one is for all the people at that grocery store who waited for Josh Jackson and then got free beer. (laughs) This is for them. This, this This night is is for, for uh, and it's not for sports illustrated for asking if Devin Booker is actually good. Oh man. No, it's to the authors of all of the top 100 players lists up until this season where he was uh, left off. Yeah. It's, uh, 47 points, 11 rebounds, 15 of 22, 8 of 10, finally made seven threes in a game and uh, only sat on the bench for two minutes of this game. Um, just incredible. We're going to get into all of it. Um, I don't know how coherent this show will be, but uh, we, we want to celebrate. We want to uh, take stock of things and, and obviously just like kind of sit with this for a second because it still does not feel possible especially for it to happen in six games. I just, I, that, that part, I, I can't get over. I, I just felt like if there was any way the Suns were going to steal this series, it was going to be in seven. It just didn't feel possible that they could do this in less. We'll obviously get to all the stuff in this game, Anthony Davis and Jay Crowder doing a salsa dance and all the rest. But uh, today's, today's show guys is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it. If you enjoy it, stay tuned for the ultra moment segment coming up later in the show we'll get to that i think it's pretty obvious what the moment we will be celebrating is but uh stay tuned there um where do you want to start brandon i mean there's more to say on booker i feel like that's the place to start i mean this guy after dealing with nonsense for the entire beginning of his career not only within his organization but from the entire league uh sets a season high and obviously has the best game, the most meaningful game of his career tonight. Yeah, I mean, he tweeted, be legendary just a few minutes ago. So um, definitely living up to what Kobe would have wanted to see. And, you know, this is where you make a name for yourself. You're on the national spotlight. Um, Everyone's against you, like literally everyone besides Bobby Marks on ESPN. Uh, He was the one out of 17 that picked the Suns. And he actually got Suns in six right, too, so... Shout out to him. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just so happy for Book. He's been through so much. Just going back to the bubble when Monty gave that speech about, you know, how much he's been through. 
um, you know, to, to have a performance like this on the biggest stage is just surreal. And like, can we talk about the seven, three thing? Because I mean, do it we've been in, waiting in for so game long of all games. Yeah. It's so, uh, I mean, it's, it's insane. And it wasn't just seven. It was eight. He had to add another one. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if he was going to do it in any playoff game to do it in an elimin- elimination game on the road against the Lakers is uh, pretty ideal, I would say. So, um, it just feels like, it, like I said, it just feels like a dream almost. Like it doesn't feel real and it's still kind of settling in. Um, yeah, him, him and Crowder just shooting lights out was was really fun to watch. Yeah, got off to a bang. I mean, I think Booker was four of four from three in the first quarter. Crowder made three early ones to get them on track offensively. They went up by as many as 29 in the second quarter. The Lakers made a little bit of a run, cut it to 10, I think, at one point. Never got within single digits, though, in the second half. And uh, the LeBron James game that the entire national media was casually expecting to come and not paying attention to what he had looked like the entire past couple of weeks, that game didn't come because it wasn't going to come. He's not healthy. He admitted it as much afterwards, said his number one focus this off season is just to get right on that ankle. He said he's probably not playing in the Olympics. Like this is a different version and the Suns were able to capitalize on it. Um, and, and Booker obviously just never, ever took his foot off the gas in this game, which was probably the coolest part to see. But uh, I think the other big thing, I mean, we can get into more of the Sun stuff and, you know, maybe look a little bit ahead to Denver. We'll see what, what happens here, but what did you make of Anthony Davis playing in this game? Like what the hell was happening in that Lakers organization to think he should be out there at all? He couldn't even move whatsoever. Yeah, that, that was just pure negligence from the Lakers medical staff for clearing him. And we're lucky that he avoided anything serious like that. There, he had no business being on the basketball court, like zero. And, you know, they're the enemy and like, you know, taking the bias aside and all that, like just as a basketball fan, you know, you don't want to put someone in harm's way. So that, um, that was just irresponsible to put him out there in the first place. And, um, I respect him for, you know, wanting to be out there, but at the same time, it was just not, not a smart move by any means. No, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's, it's probably not what any Suns fan is like super torn up about, but like, a, it's just a, an unmissable part of this game that that we're just watching this guy like in agony on the freaking hardwood. Like, what is happening? And he kind of collapses. Like, I just I'm, I'm I'm imagining he was just really, really, really not doing well, and and then leaves the game, never comes back after five minutes. Uh, didn't even really get you know he was, he was running three point line to three point line, and it felt like you know if if he could have played, maybe this game looks different, but. Again, the Suns, like Monty has used that word, relentless, not only all season, but he's really like kind of stepped up his, his usage. It's become a uh, a very frequent buzzword for him in the playoffs. And like they, they epitomized that today. Like they just, they came out knowing that they wanted to get the job done. Book said post game, like they wanted to do it in LA in this game. Um, and, and they came out like that was the goal and, and they really never let up. Like the Lakers made their run because, the Lakers have talent, but it wasn't because the Suns like fell apart or gave them room for that. And and that's that's so impressive for a young team to do. Yeah, the entire second half, I felt like everyone was just kind of 
on edge and waiting for the Lakers to make that. Like they, they made the initial run where they cut it down to like that, you know, 10 to 15 point range. And yeah, 13 around, heading but, into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. But they never made that, that one run that really um, would put, you know, Suns fans on, you know, life alert watch. Uh, but, you know, I think that's a testament to the Suns. They, they really executed when they needed to. And Chris Paul uh, taking that pull up late in the game. Um, before that happened, he just kind of slowed the pace down and got everyone under control, hit the shot. And like at that point, you kind of knew this, the game was uh, pretty much a wrap and they closed it out. And it was just, uh, it was never going to be easy. You know, you knew the Lakers were going to make that run. Uh, but they ultimately just couldn't withstand that that flurry in the first from Booker. And uh, just looking at the box score again, I still just can't believe his stat line. It's just, it's ridiculous. Well, he saw what Trey did, and he was like, no. <laughs> That's not going to be the story of this weekend or, or this week. I got I to gotta do better. And, I mean, yeah, it's just just ridiculous. Like, the defense he was playing, I mean, LeBron was was picking on him a bit in that, like, you know, I'm going to have a guy screen for me and, and try to do some damage. I mean, the problem with that is, first of all, Booker's pretty strong. He's not, like, and he's not small, and, and he's going to fight. Like, it's not, you know, it's not Steph Curry or, like, you know, who, pick your guy that we've seen him do that to in the past by DeMar DeRozan, right? Like, this is not, this is not that. So, um, the defense and the shot making and the, relentlessness playing 46 minutes in this game all of it uh combined to be very very memorable we'll keep it rolling here throughout the show with more uh we might just kind of rapid fire the moments we won't forget we gotta we gotta give it up to jay crowder in a bigger way coming out of the break but let's take one really quickly here and uh tell you guys more about Michelob ultra it was tough well, no, they, they have here to say that it was tough to pick the ultra moment, but I mean, we just got off of a playoff series win for the first time in a very long time. First time beating this particular Lakers team in uh, many, many years over a decade uh, over what 15 years, 16 years since it's, it's happened. So I, it was not hard at all, but uh, this moment is giving me a ton of joy, a ton of happiness um, you even heard some of that stuff. I was talking about DeAndre Ayton with the Ultra Player of the Week earlier in the year, and he or early in the week, and and Ayton was talking about how you know they are playing with joy, and he he feels that, and that's what's part part of what's empowered him. And look, like you don't get this far as a team without really loving the vibe. Chris Paul talking about how it can be hell on some great teams, but this team is a joy to be around. Um, They're making this easy on me because I've been talking about how happy they make me all season, but look, they're, they're talking about it themselves. Now it's only worth it. If you enjoy it guys at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, Michelob ultra is there for those moments. Joy creates success in life, but especially in the NBA. So uh, that is our ultra moment of the week. Pretty obviously not a very competitive uh, field this week. You had some game wins and then you had a series win. So pretty, pretty easy. Remember, again, 2.6 carbs, 95 calories, Michelob Ultra. Okay, Jay Crowder time. Um, <laughs> I will give you the floor in a second, Brandon, but I just want to give this man his credit. 
I think he single-handedly changed the series when he stared down LeBron James in game four. And uh, actually, was that three? Or was that four? The the, um, the memeable stare down that, that Jay sent his way. I want to say it was game three because that, that was like the whole like LeBron smiling when he caught it and the, the bench mocking the Suns game. Yeah. Yeah. But he was not phased. <laughs> he was the opposite of phase. He said, "Okay," and uh, and it was it was ball game from there. I think uh, that is that is up there. We also in this game, so both KCP and Markeith Morris got flagrant fouls in this game because they could not just go down quietly. They had to uh, start trying to hurt people. I suppose after. Uh, whatever the near death experience that Dennis Schroeder had earlier in this series and, and Anthony Davis coming to his side, that, that there was just a continuation of that. And in response, we saw Jay Crowder faking the salsa dance that LeBron James does in his advertisement. We saw Chris Paul mocking the post-ups that you just referenced, Brandon. And then we saw Jay Crowder get a technical forward and then just like bolt like the guy and get out toward the locker room. Uh, I loved all of it. I love that this team is uh, confident in itself. Like Crowder and Paul probably like as, as like corny as it might sound, the fact that those guys have that, that level of, of like not, not BSing in their blood is probably impossible to overrate in how the, the Suns kind of kept it together in this series. Like they just are not scared of this Lakers team. Yeah. That starts with Jay Crowder. 100%. Um, every great team needs a villain, and he embraces that. He's going to be in your face. He's not going to back down, and there's a reason him and Booker had beef before he came here. He has beef with everyone in the league, basically. So uh, he's one of those players, if he's if he's not on your team, um, you probably don't like him, but if he's on your team, you love him. And uh, that's, you know, go, like going back to this offseason – you know, the Chris Paul um, acquisition was huge, but without Crowder, um, without adding someone like Jay Crowder, like they're they still missing a significant piece, um, especially losing someone like Ubre who brought that energy and toughness that um, would get the crowd fired up or, you know, make plays like that to swing the game. But uh, I think Crowder does that in a more uh, subtle way, in a way. But uh, yeah, I think he's just a dog and so easy to root for and uh, looking forward to seeing, you know, this matchup against Denver, who he's going to try to annoy probably Aaron Gordon. But yeah, I mean, can't say enough about how he bounced back after the poor shooting. And uh, I was one of the dumb people that said they should bench him or not bench him, but take him out of the game for Torrey Craig. Oh, we point. all felt that way. You don't have to like own up to it by any means. Uh, we, <laughs> I think go out, coming out of game three, I think we would have, I think a lot of people would have been okay if Jay Crowder was like a DNP in game four, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was rough, but I mean, it's like I said, it's been like that all year with him. He's his whole he career is confidence. Yeah. yeah. He, I, hopefully, uh, you know, he has those off shooting nights and like their wins going forward. And yeah, uh, that way the, you know, when he's on, it's just, they just pile it up. So we'll see. Yeah. He's uh he's definitely a, love him when he's on your team, hate him when he's not type of guy. I brought Christian Rivas of uh, Silver Screen and Roll on talk about the Lakers side of things because I had a feeling this might be the last game and I wanted to kind of 
gauge his uh, – he, he's talking about guys, Lakers fans in his mentions who want to go into a rebuild and whatever. So uh, it was fun. But he was, he was uh, about to – I think he had some steam coming out of his ears talking about Jay Crowder. So I, I can't confirm. The funniest thing to me, though, about Crowder is – that he played with LeBron, like this chapter of his career where he was traded to the Cavs um, and, and actually like was a teammate of, of LeBron's at one point is the funniest part of this. Cause I do not think that they like each other. Yeah. Back in new chef from uh, Boston over to Cleveland and he's only there a year, I think. And it wasn't like a, it was one of his worst years. So maybe he's just not, yeah, he doesn't have good memories. He has to be. Um, he has to be the antagonist, right? He can't go join up with the with the best player in the NBA because what what will he do if he can't foil that guy, right? So, uh, yeah, exactly. heavy heavy praise to him on, on this one. And then, like you said in that last segment, I mean, both in games four and then again tonight, the few minutes that Paul was able to dig down in the fourth quarter and just create great efficient offense when the Suns were you know, the Lakers were, were making it uncomfortable and the Suns really needed that. That's, that's just like, to, I mean, okay. Like you could say, of course, a healthy Chris Paul with a shoulder that works, who can score 30 is the best encapsulation of what he is. But for some, you know, just like that, that, that feels so quintessential Chris Paul to me to just like, I got to do it you know, five times. I, I, we have to get five great possessions and I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to, you know, put pull up for a jumper that hurts like hell. I'm going to, you know, manipulate the defense, get Wes Matthews on my ass and like find Cam Johnson in the corner. And that's going to be what we need to win this game. Like complete tip of the hat to that guy for mustering wherever he found that, that physical, like legitimate, uh, um, elixir whatever it was to not feel the pain for a little while and, and come out and do that is awesome and he's rewarded because it looks like game one's going to be monday and he can heal up a little bit yeah it'll be nice for him to get three days of rest and um you know hopefully ayton's fine too with his shoulder um because you know they did go small the lakers went small so the suns matched that um in certain points of the game and seeing him not on the court and those moments was a little concerning, but I think they're just trying to match the Lakers more than anything. Um, so yeah, just giving these guys some rest. I'm, I'm really glad there's not a game seven, uh, not only for that, but just for, I think most Suns fans like sanity because it yeah, I'm been... good. I'm worn out. I need three days of rest. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, man, but now we got Denver and uh, it's, it's going to be a battle They're They're without Murray and, and Barton, but this is still a really good team. Um, I do actually like how the Suns match up with them, though, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, yeah, yeah, this is just one of those nights I don't think any Suns fans ever going to forget. Uh, Booker to go on the biggest stage and, and do what he did is just um, one of the all-time great performances from the Phoenix Sun. Did you watch the game with anybody? I was too nervous, so I watched games four and five with friends, and then I was like, I can't do it tonight because I'm going to be too much of a – nervous uh, wreck so I didn't invite anyone over did you did you at least have company other Suns fans around you or were you alone as well so funny story um we me and two of my friends actually watched uh, the last game together and we all after they won the game we're like all right we have to same like same time same place like wear exactly what you wore last game <laughs> like sit in the same spots so we you know a little like sports superstition but 
So we yeah, have you to have thank same... is what you're saying. You 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 exactly. put the the vibes in the right places. All right. Yeah. So I think uh, we're not going to be cha- making any changes the rest yeah, of the, you, the way. You're going to like buy some food, have some snacks because they're coming over for the next few weeks. Exactly. Yeah. I I I think I'm regretting it now. That's why I asked because you said like it's a night we won't forget, and I'm like I won't forget it, but I was also like lay- sitting on my uh, living room chair while my wife fell asleep and the dog was asleep and I'm just like pumping my fist kind of to nobody. So that'll be my memory of it. But uh, let's, let's pivot to Denver here. You're right. We should give our initial thoughts because we will not have another podcast up until Monday. And uh, that'll basically be like a preview of game one right away here. The playoffs being so relentless. So let's, let's do that after a quick break. First though, a word from rock auto uh, money saving time-saving, and uh, just easy, really, more than anything. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So it's kind of a pain sometimes to figure out, okay, what's the make of my car? What's the model? What year? What trim package? All this stuff to make sure you get the right parts. You ask a dealer, you ask a chain store uh, worker, and they're probably going to try to point you in the direction of the thing that they make the most money on. Well, Rock Auto doesn't do that. You just type in your car scroll through all the parts available something as simple as new carpet for the front or back or more complicated like brake parts or you know engine parts and and oil things like that that you need to just get the thing to go all of it's there all of it's easy to navigate and it is not based upon what somebody tells you you're going to owe them to give them a higher paycheck but it is what uh, everybody pays. It's all the same at Rock Auto. It's the same for pros versus do-it-yourselfers or anyone who logs on. They don't even require a membership or subscription or account. It's that easy. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Rock rockauto.com. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever, and my favorite protein bar. I am spoiled by Built Bar. They have sent me a grasshopper cookie protein bar, which for those of you who don't know, that is actually a cookie. It is not bugs. Do not worry. It is delicious mint chocolate cookie. Um, But just like every Built Bar, same trusty, low calorie, low sugar uh, nutrition, and obviously packed with protein to get you before workout, after workout, or just maybe you're get hungry in the afternoon. Uh, I know that I do. And sometimes it's just nice to put something healthy in there rather than snacking on whatever else happens to be in the fridge. So whether it is waiting for the grasshopper cookie or diving in right now, mint brownie, not too different, double chocolate, my personal favorite, try it out, guys. Get some for yourself and use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCK15 at checkout for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. First thoughts on Denver here, Brandon. Uh, give me what you got. I have not I have not watched any of this series. I watched the end of this game and the end of the they, – they played the same night on at game three, I think, and I was at a bar watching that game, so I caught some of Portland-Denver that night, but I have not sat down and locked in on this series at all, so – uh, I don't know if you have, but but what are you thinking about this Nuggets team? Yeah, so I caught a couple games, uh, like full swing, but like, you know, the time frames kind of match up with the Suns a couple times. So um, there's like some some moments I missed. 
but you know, this is still a really good team. Uh, Nicole Jokic is the MVP. Sorry, Suns fans. If I'm, I'm not a homer, I'm not gonna to go that route. Uh, but you know, he's incredible. And um, without Jamal Murray, there is some questionable guard play from them, and they they, got, they want some stretches without you know shot creation, and that's going to be rough if you do that against the Suns because they did that against a very bad Blazers teams in uh, defensively for, in stretches. So um, there there is some concerns with that, and. I do think the Suns match up with them pretty well, just from like a, a, schem- a schematic standpoint. Um, because Aiden is probably your best shot at slowing down Jokic. You're not gonna, you know, shut him down by any means, but just bothering him as much as you can is huge. And then Michael Porter Jr. is really their only other shot creator right now. So all the wings that's, that Phoenix that's uh, can that's Faku slander. That's Faku slander <laughs> that you're that you're throwing at us right now. No, I agree with you. Composite um, probably has some PTSD from earlier in the year when Chris Paul uh, put him on skates. So, yeah, you want to talk about guys that uh, this Suns team does not have uh, much concern about? I think he's on that list. Yeah, the Bridges, uh, the 2018 draft battle in this series is going to be fun between uh, Bridges and Michael Porter Jr., but also obviously yeah. DeAndre being in there and, and getting to see what he can do against against Nikola Jokic. I'm I'm we were talking about like you were almost apologizing to Suns fans who liked Frank and felt like he was getting a raw deal in this series, the Lakers series. I think and I said, you know, he might have a place in another one. I actually think like he probably can play a little in in this Denver series when they want to buy eight and some minutes on the bench and they want a big body to throw at Jokic. Like I think the there's no thing with Denver as crazy kind of adjustment forcing stuff as 80 at the five, right? Like that's, that's one of the yeah. most difficult things to deal with in the NBA. There's no chess move that Denver has like that. So the Suns can have a more familiar rotation. They can have um, less sort of selling out against one specific thing. I think Denver especially without Jamal Murray, it's, it's a lot of Jokic. Not that that's an easy thing to do, but I think, you know, go stop the big guy is a much more simple game plan, I think, than all of the things that they had to try to slow the Lakers down when they were healthy. So from that perspective, I think that's helpful. And I think they don't have anybody defensively in that backcourt that I'm worried about doing anything against Devin Booker. Like it it might be as simple as that. It's, yeah, I mean, they're, they're starting uh, Compazzo and Rivers, so with all due respect. I mean, Monty Morris is their best uh, guard right now. And he's but he's like six bench. feet tall. He's, and yeah, and, but yeah. he's good. He's He is good. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're going to probably have to put Gordon on Booker, which really is going to make them kind of shift um, into, you know, they might make some adjustments in their lineup too, but um, it's going to be tough. Uh, I, they don't really have – you know, the offensive firepower, I think, to just to match up with uh, what the Suns are going to be throwing at them. And if Michael Porter Jr. is guarding Mikel Bridges, he needs to, like, feast on the cuts because his off-ball defense is, is very rough. So um, there's a lot of ways for them to attack this team. Uh, they still do have Jermichael Green and Paul Millsap off the bench, a couple of serviceable uh, veterans. So, you know, they're, yeah, they they're have the front court advantage for sure. 
Their front yeah. court is deeper and and more talented overall than the Suns for sure. Yeah, definitely. Their their forwards and bigs are are solid. Um, it's just the guard play, I think, and that's where Chris Paul comes in. Like, how healthy is he going to be? Because if you have Rivers or Capazzo guarding him, like he should have a field day. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting X's and O's matchup with you know a lot of uh, cross play as far as like who guards who. I think Crowder will probably be on Gordon and Mikel on Porter Jr. So that's, uh, I like that defensively for the Suns compared to most teams. And it's also going to be the Tory Craig revenge tour. So <laughs> that'll be fun. It's also going to be the Shaq Harrison revenge tour. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Sam Cooper. The I was going to say, yeah. Shaq Harrison enthusiast. I was going to say how, I don't know how many minutes it has to be for Shaq on the floor before Sam just drops his son's fandom and actually starts rooting for Denver. I think, I think like 10 minutes in game one, and we might have to worry about Sam starting a, 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 a Nuggets podcast on Blue Wire or something. But uh, no, I agree with you. I think it's going to be fascinating. I think Denver, the, the games between these two teams, the three that they played, we, the, we saw the Suns lose the season series one to two. Denver, Devin Booker missed that third game. That was the um, doubleheader thing at the end of January. The Suns kind of used that to spur the rest of their season. They lost to Oklahoma City. They lost both to Denver and then kind of turned it around from there in late January. So it's just been we haven't really seen the best version of the Suns against this Denver team. And then obviously now without Murray, uh, very different and Gordon in there, just two different teams. So they played the, they played each other tough. They have for years, Aiton and, and Jokic tend to bring the best out of one another. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's nice that both teams kind of ended it tonight and that they didn't get forced into playing over the weekend and we can all just enjoy our weekend and then uh, get back to the stress of playoff basketball on Monday. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. And hopefully, uh, yeah, I think the ticket prices should drop a little bit without LeBron, hopefully. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a battle, man. And I'm, I'm really uh, excited for this team and hopefully they can carry this momentum over because like the way they're shooting the ball and just moving the ball offensively these last uh, couple games have been uh, a sight for sore eyes after that rough stretch. And, you know, Denver, uh, their defense has some question marks and holes. So, uh, like I said, this is there's a lot more I'm sure we'll dive into. But um, for now, just to unpack everything, it's just it's exciting. Uh, this I'm just grateful to be able to come on here and talk Suns and uh, to join a great season like this. And so just thanks to all our listeners for sticking with us. Uh, you know, especially Brendan through the good times and bad because there's been some some bad for sure before I got here. But uh, you're yeah, telling me, I mean, we, we all deserve this. We all deserve this. Uh, we all are thoroughly enjoying enjoying it. Um, you guys, as Suns Twitter, are much more fun uh, during this than uh, the regular season overreactions. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody who has listened. Yeah, we are we are uh, rolling in the the listenership. I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate that. And tell your friends about the show. Tell anybody who has jumped on the, oh, I live in Phoenix, and I guess this thing is actually looking pretty fun, so I'm going to start to watch and pay attention. Tell those people to listen to the show. And uh, you'll have more Brandon and I on Monday. You'll have us, actually, when you listen to this, depending on when that is, join us on 
locker room at noon on Friday, where we will be breaking down probably more thoroughly the Nuggets side of this, taking your questions and comments on the air as we do every single week. And uh, yeah, more basketball to come, guys. I, I uh, sounds still crazy to say, but I'm sure you all will enjoy the weekend, celebrate, and uh, we will talk to you next week.